Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. I think we are the best team in the East. Definitely oh, okay. feel we are the best team in the East if we are playing together. It's good to have Brooke Lopez back. I didn't know how much he meant to the team mm-hmm. until he wasn't there. Um, but uh, I'm confident in, um, in what, they, what they're what they able to do. You were about to cancel out the big man? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, um, I watched the finals or the Brooklyn series. They uh-huh. put KD on Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Because all Brooke Lopez did was stand in the corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so KD was able to wander around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, but then, yeah. So, but looking at this year when Brooke went down, I was like, man, we need Brooke. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he uh he's proven himself to be you no know, good defender, but it, I think we're a stronger team with um, Carter coming off the bench. He played mm-hmm. real good defense, and he can shoot. West Matthews can shoot, um, but it always come down to what type of game Chris Milliton is going to have. Right, the everybody else says Giannis. Right, mm-hmm. they're like Giannis got to be on. All this great. Not trying to take away from his ability and his skill, but if Chris Middleton isn't on and right. doing his stuff, it the the Bucks will not be successful. Right. No. He's no. the heart he's the heartbeat. Right. He is. <laughs> he is for real. Because if he's going, ain't no stopping the Bucks. Yeah. Cause Drew Holiday gonna do what he gonna do. Mm-hmm. He gonna play defense and he gonna shoot. And uh, Giannis, he gonna do what he do. Can't nobody stop him. He's the most unstoppable person in the league. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's knowing your strengths, knowing kind of your purpose and where where you need to be. So, um, so yes, yeah, so we'll we'll dive into into this. Welcome everyone. Hey. We're MTZ Overflow Podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Cassandra <laughs> Thorpe. I'm here with the Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we are recording in the morning today, so um, excuse our morning voices. (laughs) 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 Uh, And so as we come up on Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, we are in the sermon series, We Win, Mm -hmm. uh, which is exciting and triumphant. uh, But looking at Matthew 27, verses 37 through 43, uh, we talk about um, Jesus on the cross specifically and kind of how he got there. Uh, right. But can you talk to us about what's happening before verse 37? So Matthew 1 through through 36 and just kind of the cultural context of where we're at. Right. So it's coming to the end of, uh, we would say, Jesus' mission on earth. Uh, we're coming to that end. Um, Jesus 
goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he, at least at first they have the Last Supper mm-hmm. with the disciples where Jesus tells them, this is my body that will be broken for you and symbolic in the bread. And then he says, uh, with the cup of wine, he said, this cup represents the blood of our new covenant. And they eat a meal, and he tells them, one of you will betray me. Everybody say, Lord, is it I? Is it I? Judas just get up and he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna catch me, right? He he just leaves. He, he, and then um, then after that, um, I think John is the one of the most petty writers of the Gospels, mm. and he said, "And the betrayer." Mm. We good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he leaves. Um, Judas leaves and. Jesus washes their feet. He shows this ultimate level of humility. Um, it goes down to the Garden of Gethsemane, and Jesus goes there to pray. Mm-hmm. Gethsemane is considered as the olive press. Um, and they, he goes there to pray, and while he's there praying, he tells the disciples, hey, just stay woke and watch out for me. Um, it's ele- it, This time it's 11 disciples, so he leave eight at the gate. And he take three with him. Okay. The three are part of his inner circle. Jesus mm-hmm. teaches us a very um, profitable lesson when it comes to relationships. That it's all right to have large groups of friends, mm-hmm. but make sure you have a core. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had Peter, James, and John, which were the ones who went with him. Um, his inner circle. Mm-hmm. We have the big circle, which all the disciples. But then he has an inner circle mm-hmm. with just these three disciples and now. Uh, and and that's what you need in life, I believe. You, can, you have a lot of friends, but make sure you have that core group. Mm-hmm. They go pray, and while they're praying, um, they fall, the disciples fall asleep. Jesus prays unto God, um, if it's your will, let this cup pass for me, but mm-hmm. not my will, let your will be done. Mm-hmm. Very famous words that you often hear in church. Yeah. And, uh, and he prays, and after he finished praying, the angels, they come and they minister to him. And and then they go leaving the garden. Judas comes, kiss him, gives him mm-hmm. the kiss of betrayal, kisses him, and they take Jesus, and um, he goes on trial between Herod and and Pilate. Um, the religious leaders are trying to accuse him of blasphemy, saying that he is the son of God. Um, but then they cannot do anything to him uh, far as penalty-wise. So they take him to Pilate and tells Pilate that he is the king of the Jews. He's proclaiming mm-hmm. to be the king of the Jews. And we'll get into that more mm-hmm. in the sermon. Uh, and uh, Pilate, he he can't find any fault in Jesus. His wife tells him, hey, let, leave that man alone. I saw a dream. Mm-hmm. And this man is innocent and, you know, don't do anything to him. But he continues because he's pressured uh, Mm. by the religious leaders of of the Jews. And so um, it was coming up on Passover and they would normally let let a criminal go free. Mm -hmm. And and so Pilate thought about a way out. His way out was I let Jesus go free and uh, we'll crucify Barabbas. Barabbas Mm -hmm. was a convicted criminal. Um, charged with insurrection and and Pilate asked the crowd who do you want Jesus or Barabbas and Mm, the crowd mm -hmm. shouts give us Barabbas 
So, so, so what do you want us to do with Jesus? Crucify him. And so um, that's and then the process begins. They scorched Jesus, which means beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to beat him with 39 lashes because if they did 40, 40 lashes, they had a superstition that it would be some type of curse that would be on them if you whip someone 40 times. And this whip was... Um, is it like a cat of nine tails? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with glass on the end mm. of it, so it really ripped his skins off, off his back, and so that's why the Bible says, "By his stripes Ooh. we are healed." Mm-hmm. Um, his the pain he endured was for our healing process. Mm-hmm. What um, can you imagine the pain that he endured? You know, and so. Um, and now, you know, um, they put a cross on his back and make him march up what, through the Via Della Rosa up to a hill called Calvary. And now Jesus is hanging on the cross, being ridiculed and mocked by the crowd. So that's where we are now. Yeah, it's uh, so I really like the vantage point of the crowd in this sermon. Right. That mm-hmm. I think at times we'll view it from maybe God's perspective or just kind of overarching pulling themes, but what is, what's the crowd seeing, even kind of what they're processing. And, uh, and I'll be honest when I was going through this and making my notes and I was like, I got uncomfortable because at no point up until this point in my walk, have we like sat in this space of, what Jesus actually went through, what it would be like to be an onlooker, truly seeing Jesus in this pain. Like, well, the depictions and pictures that we see, we see the the crown of thorns on his head. Mm -hmm. We see, you know, some blood. We see him, you know, nails in his hand and in his feet, but we don't, it, I would like to, in my mind, I don't know if I'd actually want to see it because it might be, very gross but to see an actual depiction of what jesus looked like like a very realistic artistic Mm. rendering of what uh he went through um to save us have you watched the passion of christ i have not should i i should watch that yeah it gives a very vivid picture of what what it'll look like Uh um also in orlando they have um holy land Mm. and um I don't know if it's still open now because we was looking for it when we was down there last week. Um, and it said temporarily closed, but they do a reenactment of all of this. And it's so powerful. I'm talking about it is so powerful. Wow. Um, the only thing with the Passion of Christ and the Holy Land experience is Jesus is white, is a white man. Mm. So that's the <laughs> that's the only that's the only thing I, I have issue with. Uh, but they really do live both live out um, the story of the gospel of okay. the crucifixion, and it's painful, right? And we just you know we celebrate, mm-hmm. we celebrate it, right? Um, the death of our founder. We, we 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 celebrate that um that he was on the cross and he died for us but the pain that he endured we would never know how much pain he went through mm-hmm. for the sake of humanity and so uh if you uh, those two things though a passion of christ 
Uh, I think you can watch it on YouTube or it's out. You know, but it's definitely one that gives a very vivid picture of what he endured. Yeah. And I'll make sure to uh, create some links in our in our show notes that you can check those out. The Holy Walk in, is it in Orlando? Holy Land. Holy Land. Yeah. Yeah, it's in Orlando. You know, all the theme parks and stuff. It's similar to a theme park. For Jesus. For Jesus. <laughs> but there's no rides or nothing. <laughs> Just have exhibits. Um, I can't get a Last Supper. Uh, I can't probably. get two fish follows. I don't know. You probably got a. I think it's a restaurant called. Get some wine. It's <laughs> <laughs> a couple miracles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, kind of getting into Jesus being the King of the Cross mm-hmm. and how the responsibilities of kings, um, to take care of their people. When we get to the the children of Israel, uh, and well, you talk through the lineage and how kind of the children of Israel got to where they are in the wilderness and how uh, if they wanted water, God provided food from a rock. Um, Their shoes never wore out. They Mm -hmm. had manna, which is what is this? (laughs) And they (laughs) ate it, which I thought was so interesting because thinking of like modern times, I was like, what would be like a modern day manna? Tofu. That's soy. We know Uh, what that is. I don't know what it is. I've been eating it here lately. <laughs> so we get added some tofu, but then I thought about like hot dogs. Yeah. Like what? What is this? Like, yeah. Thought about that. I, I think uh, to to the point of like tofu and hot dogs. Like, how does this like naturally show up in nature? It, oh, it yeah. they, they no. don't look like that, right? Prior to being on on our plates, so so that was like a fun. Moment. I was like, what? <laughs> um. Uh, but then, uh, kind of, so then we talk about this, this king and you said, you said, uh, not everybody had a king in that time period mm-hmm. to like take care of people. And that was, that was different to me. I thought every nation had some, had a king or maybe it's just a ruler of some sort. Like right. what, what's. Yeah. So for, with the children of Israel, you know, um, the forming of the nation of Israel was through the lineage of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Abraham was tested by God and God could say he'll be the father of all nations. Mm-hmm. And because of his faith in God, God then um, blesses his seed and said, your seed will be like the sand on the seashore or the stars in the sky. You can't put a number on it. And so, uh, from Abraham comes Isaac, from Isaac comes Jacob. Mm. Jacob is known as the deceiver, and one night he wrestles with God, and God changes his name to Israel. Um, and after God changed his name to Israel, because he, I think it means because he wrestled with the Lord and mm. prevailed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has 12 sons, and from his 12 sons come the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. And and Joseph, story of Joseph comes along. Joseph is sold into slavery by his brothers, and then he go into the kingdom of um, Egypt. Pharaoh he becomes the second in charge, the governor of the land. Joseph pulls all of his family and his brothers from Canaan to um, 
to Egypt so they can live and prosper on the land. And they began to multiply. Their families began to grow. And then um, the Bible says, and then it came with Pharaoh who knew not who Joseph was. Mm -hmm. And so he takes the children of Israel and put them in captivity because they were growing so fast. Mm -hmm. Say they're going to be more of them than it is of us. And at some point they're going to try to overtake us. Mm -hmm. And so they put the children of Israel in slavery. Children of Israel speaks to Jacob, who's mm-hmm. been named James to Israel, right? Man, come on, Jacob. And so they shouldn't God, man. They, they, they're in slavery now, um, and then Moses comes along. And when Moses comes along, God tells him to go tell Pharaoh, "Let my people go." So they're in slavery for about four hundred years. <coughs> they come out of slavery, and God is their king. Moses is their leader. Mm. After Moses, Joshua. Then after Joshua, Judges, they have Judges, Deborah, uh, Samuel, um, Gideon. um, And these are the people they look to um, as their judge, but they're not the kings. Mm -hmm. So they've they but in the book of Judges, you will see children of Israel serve God, go against God. God delivered them, serve God again. So that was a repeat offense. Mm-hmm. Serve God, uh, turn against God. God delivered. They get captivity. God delivered them. They serve God again, and so so now they see other nations having kings, and so they ask God to give them a king, mm-hmm. and God gives in to their command, even though God was already the king. And so that's what I was talking about in the in the sermon well he provided for them in the wilderness mm-hmm. they needed water he he gave it to them from a rock they needed food he gave them manna that same clothes never wore out every time they went to battle they would win not because of their military might nor their weaponry but because of the hand of god mm-hmm. and so and so they see other nations what other nations have so they demand a king god gives them a king the first king he gives them is saul Mm-hmm. Um, Saul looked good, stood out, um, strong man. And after Saul commits sin against God, God rejects him to being his his um, legacy or his mm-hmm. uh, his family name stand on the throne. He rejects him, and then he selects David. Mm-hmm. From David, you know, David is still considered the greatest king of all time of Israel. And the Bible often gave many prophecies that from the seed of David, the mm-hmm. bloodline of David, will come the Messiah. Mm. And so, and so, uh, um, that's how they received the king. And then after. After David dies, Solomon takes over. After Solomon dies, the kingdom splits in two. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because one of the brothers, one of the sons of Solomon wants the northern kingdom, and the other son takes the southern kingdom. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, Jerusalem and Judea. So two separate kingdoms, the north and the south. 
um, both are conquered. The north is conquered by Assyrians. The south is conquered by Babylon. Both go into captivity, go into exile. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is great. <laughs> they both go into exile, and 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 so their kings are defeated. They go into exile, but then they come back. The kings come back. It children of Israel come back. Okay. And now Israel, they do not have a king. Okay. So now during this time period of exile and returning, they are expecting a mighty warrior to show up because it's always been prophesied. Mm. But the warrior that they receive that is not what they expected. So they mm. still don't believe to this day that Jesus was the king. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. They thought someone was going to come and uh, uh, war against their enemies. Um, if you look at all the prophecy, you know, he's going to be um, the government shall be on his shoulder. Uh, he's going to be the king of kings. Uh, he'll be Emmanuel, which God is with us. Uh, uh, he's the everlasting father, prince of peace. Um, all, all of this. Right. And uh, he, he'll be wounded for our transgressions. He bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace will be upon him. And by his stripes, we will be healed. That sounds like someone who's coming to fight. Yeah, it does. And so they are assuming that it's going to be a physical fight. But Jesus shows up more interested in the spiritual kingdom rather than a natural kingdom. Mm. He shows up looking at the totality of all humanity rather than just the Israelites. Mm -hmm. And so and so they didn't believe he was the king. Because mm -hmm. they wanted a natural king. Natural. They was looking for a night because at this time in the Bible, now the children of Israel, they they leave from Assyria and, and Babylon. They come back home from that oppression. And when they get back, they fall under the oppression of the Roman Empire. Mm. And so now they're under that oppression. And they're looking for a king and the Bible prophesies that a king will come. And when the, in, in, in the sermon notes, you will see also like the wise men, they go to Jerusalem, mm -hmm. what looking for, go to Bethlehem, looking for a king, because it was prophesied in the Bible that, you know, the star would lead them to the king and the wise man go looking for the king. That's why when they come to Jesus, they gives him, they give him gifts suited for a king. Mm. Because they believe this is going to be the king who's going to come and reign and rule over Israel and relieve us from the oppression in the hand of our enemies. Mm. And so they didn't, they wasn't hearing uh, Jesus is the Messiah of the world. Mm -hmm. um, they just wanted to be the savior of, of Israel. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think we can even. No, it just came to me that no black people the same. Like we looking for someone that's going to really uh, relieve us from this oppression. Who who mm -hmm. is who is really going to do it? And you know, we've seen many people come and die for the sake for our rights, our liberties, and and, um, and we know as Christians that Christ is the only way. Mm -hmm. But other people are still looking for other ways. How are we going to be relieved from this oppression? How are we going to be freed from from this ridicule that we constantly uh, feel daily? We know it's found in Jesus, but others are still looking. 
And so the Jews, many of them did not believe Jesus was that person that came to free them because he didn't free them from that oppressive hand of their enemy. Now, now, no, Israel has their own nation. Mm hmm. They have not a king, but no, I think prime minister, they call it. You feel what I'm saying? And yeah. so that's 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 where the, the king part came in, looking okay. at that, how um, they rejected him as the king. Um, because he stands before Pilate, and Pilate says, do you want your king, right? Mm -hmm. he, said, he said, they said, Jesus is not our king. Caesar is the only king that we have. That's, so, that's crazy <laughs> to me. Because <laughs> Caesar is a Roman king. Right. So not even in the same country. Right, right. And and anyone who's not considered a Jew was considered a Gentile. They didn't respect them at all. But in this instance, they were like, nah, we don't want this Jewish guy. We want this Roman king. Uh, right. They they wanted it almost like they wanted to be so far removed from Jesus. So far. Uh that they chose Caesar. Um I I always enjoy Pilate and I at times, I think he can be considered a neutral party and also like a villain a little bit. I think a villain because he doesn't make a decision and we mm -hmm. want people to make decisions and be decisive. But I also think for him, he's like, again, this man, like you said, man, this man has done no wrong. He's trying to listen to his wife. But these religious leaders are constant are pushing him to make a decision. Right. And I can only imagine like in a position like yours too, mm -hmm. trying to to make decisions, but there's just so many other louder voices that are coming in to get what they want. Yeah, so that's that's the uh, that's the struggle of leadership. The balance you have to have of knowing what decisions to make in what moments, and Pilate just didn't want to make a decision. Mm -hmm. He had the power to free Jesus. There was no wrong that he had done. He stood before courts and no one can find any wrong in what he had done or what he had said. And uh, Pilate had that choice, but he decided to put it in the hands of the people. That's mm. poor leadership. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, that's what, what, what the army is called. Uh, I don't think it's a word. Likership. Hmm. Like, uh, like you, winning favors and friends type? You don't okay. want to lead. You want to be liked. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so it always be what you all think, you know. You know. Mm. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you can take that route as leaders. But then um, the Army also have like a 10-step decision-making process. And the final step is make a decision. <laughs> After 10 steps. I think it's like 10, yeah. <laughs> Just do something. Yeah. Uh, um, but Pilate decided, no, well, the best course of action for me is to wash my hand of his blood. But his hands was already stained with the blood of Jesus mm. because he failed to really make a proper decision on an innocent person. Mm. Was that prophesied? That part? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. The reason I ask is because kind of thinking about when we talked before about John the Baptist and him being beheaded and now that it was a pharaoh, right? He went looking for Jesus um, to kill him too. Kind of thinking of, oh, if, if John the Baptist 
that happened to him and if they found Jesus and he was murdered in the same way, is the prophecy still fulfilled? Mm. And if Pilate say he does spare Jesus, is the prophecy still fulfilled? I was just wondering about like some of those key players or, or I guess like secondary players. If they made a different decision, does the prophecy still come to pass? We know it's going to come to pass. You just don't know how. Mm. And that's what a lot of stuff in life. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we, we know what's to come. We just, we just don't know how. Like We know all of us know at some point we're going to die. Yeah. I mean, because we, we won't live forever, but we just don't know how that's going to happen. We just know it's going to happen. Or we know we're going to grow old or if we stay living, right? Mm -hmm. But we just don't know how we're going to adjust to that period. So um, it's, it, it was destined to happen, but the way it happened, unknown. Yeah. Mm. So then as part of the prophecy, was this him being declared the king of the Jews. I know that um, you mentioned in your note that the sign on the cross was wrong. Right. So growing up, I felt that it was a mockery. Yeah. In in general, that it was it was a mockery. So when you started saying that the sign on the cross was wrong, I was like, oh, what was it supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, uh, <laughs> king of the world. <laughs> Right. That's that that uh, I think uh that right there, uh Jesus King of the Jews, right there mocking him. Mm -hmm. They've already started this mockery where they um put him on a purple robe, they take a crown of thorns and twist them together, press him on his head. Um they, 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 the Roman soldiers bow to him. Oh, hell, King, King Jesus. And so they're making a mockery of who he is. Mm. And, and even the, um, the Jewish people were upset because they were saying, no, that ain't our King. You, why you, why are you putting this sign up? Because normally that's what mm. he said. This, so Pilate had had enough, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I forget where it said in the Bible, but I think it's in John narration of the um of the of the crucifixion where Pilate says yo they say hey you need to change the sign and Pilate said the sign says what the sign says <laughs> <laughs> there he makes a decision <laughs> there he makes a decision because he's tired of them keep coming at him he said well this is the crime y'all are accusing him of mm -hmm. because if Jesus saying he's the king of the Jews that means uh he's going against Caesar and if you're going against Caesar, that is a crime of insurrection with the penalty of death. Mm -hmm. Because anyone who claimed to be king, they will try to revolt against the Roman Empire. And in order to prevent those um, the revolts, they would uh, murder them from the cross. Mm. Right. And so and so the people like, yo, he's not our king. Why are you labeling him king of the Jews? And he said that this is the crime, because if you are being hung on a cross, they would put your crime over you mm. where people would know, OK, oh, that they did that to a thief. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not stealing. Yeah. Oh, oh they did that uh, to someone who's talking back to the talking about the king. Oh, no, I'm not saying anything. Mm. to king. You feel what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Uh, and I, I was talking to my kids 
this morning and you know, I was telling him though we learn best from pain Ooh. <laughs> pain is a reminder of what not to do mm-hmm. right uh, <laughs> and, and so and, and and so while you seeing somebody else on the cross the pain that they're enduring you're not you don't have to go through that pain mm-hmm. but you're not going to do what they did in order to put yourself in that position mm-hmm. and and so this is what they they're doing to jesus um the sign read wrong because they thought they were humiliating him mm-hmm. but they were really honoring him but they were only limiting his kingdom to Jewish people where his kingdom was to everybody because he says if I be lifted up yeah help me today I feel like preaching that I'll draw all men all men unto me not just Jewish mm-hmm. let me say men and women and that's there we go not not just Jews right but but everybody will come unto me because uh-huh. the king my kingdom goes beyond boundaries Mm -hmm. my kingdom has no set my kingdom has no limits my kingdom is the entire world and you only going to the sign just said he's the king of the jews when he was the king of all kings Mm. so the sign read wrong in that but even though they tried to humiliate him in that moment they were actually lifting him up with the wrong sign but they had the right word king Mm. And, and and this is what the Jews was looking for, uh, but they rejected Jesus as the king. Wow. That's, the more talking with you and, and reviewing the sermon is just more of the more of the story comes out. More mm-hmm. of this this time period. Because so how how long is a crucifixion? All right. For some it lasts days. Where they they would be on the cross and um, where the animal birds would come eat their flesh, um, when the sun would scorch their skin. Um, but as it no, Jesus died when he wanted to die. Mm. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> He he was only on the cross for three hours. Oh, really? Yeah, from the sixth to the ninth hour, he he was only on the cross for the three hours. And normally, um, when when it's taking long for the person to die, they would break the legs of the crucified to make them hang. Oh, where their legs can't support them anymore. So now, so it's. It, it is it comes from exhaustion it causes exhaustion uh it causes them to choke on their own uh vomit or blood you know what i'm saying it, it it just it's just a gruesome torture of a death mm. um it's like the worst way to die yeah and so normally if the person hadn't died yet what they would do they would they would break their legs and and uh, while Jesus was on the cross and he was dying, he had given up the ghost, given up his spirit. And, you know, they come around and check and making sure that if they were alive or not. And so what they did with Jesus, he had already died. But then they um, took a spear to his side. 
That's when. It, oh, they did that after. Yeah, he was dead already. Oh. They put a spear in his side, you know, and that's when they say blood and water began to flow out. And so that's after he was already dead. They was just checking the bodies. Oh, that's a fun check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gruesome scene. Yeah, I thought, um, I always thought that they had pierced his side while he was still alive. To, almost to, to help with the, the dying part, uh-huh. like the broken leg part. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I'm processing all of the people. Excuse me. This is <laughs> this is a lot. Um, but he definitely had the way it is depicted, and the way that I understand it is that obviously he he experienced pain, right? So he right. would they were shoving the crown of thorns on his head, and he probably yelled out, and it probably it hurt. It probably hurt. It hurt when they nailed um, his hands and his feet. But the the poise that he had, like we don't hear of him. Uh, recanting anything that he said or calling out the people that have turned their back against him. Like he had such a poise because he knew that he was doing it for somebody else. He right. knew that this was his purpose. His, yeah. he was, he's a selfless king. So selfless, right? He stands before uh, Pilate says nothing. Herod says nothing. They spit on him. They say, hey, um, they blindfold him. Say, hey, if you a true uh, son of God, prophesy who just who about to slap you <laughs> you know what i'm saying and uh he gets slapped and all this and the first words he say from the cross are father forgive them for they know not what they do what they know what they doing they killing you father get them you hear what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh that's my what my um Former pastors say, yo, pray one of them Old Testament prayers. Lord, get them. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah, and so he's he's this king, right? He's on the cross, and, and, and they are begging, pleading, or mocking um, Jesus, saying, if you are the Christ, the anointed one, the Savior, save yourself and save us that's what the one the thief on the mm-hmm. cross said then the, the people in the crowd saying he saved others but he can't save himself mm. and then the religious leader saying um if you're the son of god call on god and tell him to come deliver you as to say we got you mm-hmm. right as to say you in our control now you 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 if you want to get out of this, tell your God to deliver you. Right? Mm-hmm. And so they're making mockery of him. And he says nothing. The first words come out of his mouth. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. Then he looks at a thief and says, this day you'll be with me in paradise. Then he looks down at at John what John is the self-proclaimed love disciple of Jesus. You can only find that in the gospel of John. Of course, of course. <laughs> and he looks at him and says, mother, this is your son. Son, this is your mother. He paused dying to take care of his mother. Right. Um, then he says, my God, my God, why have died forsaken me? Was that when God turned his face? Yeah, that's when he. That's what we say that God turned his back because he saw sin. No, I think it's a well. It's I haven't read it mm-hmm. where actually God turns his back, mm-hmm. but it, that's what he feels as if. 
in that moment. My God, my God, why have thy forsaken me? Then, then he says, I thirst. Then he says, it is finished. As to say, um, I think the Greek term is te- telestai. Um, it's a term that's used when an artist finish a painting. Hmm. Like they've labored through the painting, their creativity, and once they finish, it's te- telestai. It's finished. <laughs> okay. It, it, it's like uh, when when you made your last payment on your car. Shaita. Ah. Mm. To tell us that. Tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> it is finished. And and then it then he says, then the final word Jesus gives is into thy hand I commend my spirit. Jesus dies in strength. He he gives up the ghost. And 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 he he does not he you no, know, he had already told them. Um, I have the power to lay my life down and the power to take it up. You mm-hmm. can't take my life. I freely give it because I love you. Mm-hmm. And so that's how he dies on the cross. And that's why we know we say he's the selfless king because he could have came down and proved, yo, look at me. I'm I'm the Christ. Right. And then went back up on the cross. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He 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 could he had that ability, right? Right. Uh, if he can walk on water, if he can turn water to wine, if he can heal demon-filled bodies and sick bodies and lame legs and uh, um, leprosy skin, he could truly would have been able to step down off the cross, mm-hmm. prove, say, "Hey, I'm the Christ." But I love how our religion is set up because in all of this, nothing is forced on us to believe. Mm -hmm. We must have the faith to believe that he is the Christ, even though he did not come off the cross. Right. Mm -hmm. That we 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 still have this liberty to to. To still trust that he is the king of kings, even though in this moment he's not looking like a king. Mm hmm. Let's let's examine this. Let's really look at it. When will the king be on the cross unless his kingdom has been taken away? But Jesus is gaining a kingdom mm-hmm. by being on the cross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so and so we celebrate the death of our founder, where others, uh, other religions, no, or other people will not celebrate this crucifixion this level of humiliation this this place of agony and pain that our christ endured for the sake of the kingdom of god yeah yeah jesus goes through all of this and fulfilling his his prophecy um and we have people who are who still doubt right like they they're quoting old testament so they knew that this was coming and yet like as you stated earlier they wanted it to be this this natural king to take over land and and fight oppression and i just think about how even in this day and age we still fight that i think of um so the ncaa women's basketball Mm -hmm. tournament uh, most recently dawn staley won her second national championship she is currently two and oh right within the national championship and thinking about the fact that if she didn't win if she didn't walk in this greatness and and 
prepare her team and show up and perform and to where her team is has been consistently all year the comments on the other side are if she had lost she didn't she wasn't she's not a good coach she's not ready she's not ready Mm -hmm. she had everybody there that could do it right why couldn't she win like all of this negativity going towards her and looking at how that compare that how that parallels is is just we're so quick to discount people if they aren't doing what we expect them to do. Right. I'm sure there are still people out there who are saying things like, "Well, of course she won. She's got the shortest person on her team is like six mm-hmm. three, and right. they're all season. And like they were just here last year, and she's a former WNBA star and USA basketball player. Of course she's gonna win. Like there's a lot of this discrediting that happens." And and it's it's frustrating because you want people to we're supposed to be supporting each other we're supposed to be uplifting each other why is it so hard for us to believe that people can't accomplish what they have set out to do and what they are destined to do right yeah. it's um it's personal all that because you like you watch the commentators on mm-hmm. ESPN and um. Like LeBron James has had an excellent season f- to be 37 years mm-hmm. old, right? But they still killing him because it's like he the one set this team up, <laughs> right? What what? It was like oh, and he's known for making players better, but this year he hasn't done that. So <laughs> what what else do you want the man to do? Right? He, he he's about to get the scoring title. Yeah. If he you no, know, if he if he play the next two games. Uh, I really would want Giannis to get it, but he's uh, yeah. When but, LeBron retires, then Giannis <laughs> can get it. <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying. It's as people have these expectations, and as pastors and leaders, we feel it a lot, mm. right? Uh, I think I write in my book, shameless plug. Write in my book, I got next. You know, that's the issue that often leads to burnout, depression, isolation is trying to live up to expectations. Mm. Expectations from people who have no interest in helping you achieve what they expect you to do. Mm. You done got me on something totally Mm. different. (laughs) You feel what I mean? It's just these people... They set a standard for you and they expect something from you. And when you're not achieving what they expect, then they try their best to crucify you. Mm-hmm. This is Jesus. Yeah. They had a level of expectation where they thought he was coming to be a warrior fighter and freedom from the hand of oppression where Jesus was really coming to freedom from the hand of Satan. Mm. He was reconciled relationship between humanity and God and bringing us closer to God. What the people needed at that time, if they didn't have a king, if they were under the hand of oppression, if they had Jesus Christ and God on their side, they can persevere in the wind. Look at black people. Mm. Look at black people. What brought us through slavery? Right. And, and and people can say whatever they want about Christianity. 
Uh, I know this new age don't believe, but I'm telling you what brought us through was our ancestors believing that Jesus was the Christ mm. and he was the Lord of our lives. And it gave them hope. Mm. It gave them strength. Um, it gave them the uh, audacity to have uh, a faith in something that they could not see and pray for their freedoms that they never experienced. But we are experiencing that their prayers today. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that's what I believe. You know, you they can you can say what you want about being a white man's religion, uh, about being a religion that they didn't have until they came into this country. Man, this religion has helped us, and, and people don't see it, especially today, especially today, right? Because they have so much access to google to research things so they making up their own ways and they looking at the universe the universe ain't did nothing for me (laughs) it's only by the grace of god and yes we have endured yes we have faced some hardships but but thanks be to god that our ancestors believed in this and 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 they carried them to for us to be who we are today and people have forsaken that because they feel as if it's not it's not the right way but hey in the end the bible says every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess so at some point you're going to do it you might as well do it before you get to the judgment day mm-hmm. sorry don't apologize <laughs> don't apologize <coughs> No, this is this is good dialogue, right? Like we're we're staying here. We're in we're in it um as Jesus is on the cross and what all of that means and what all of that looks like and the 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 culmination of all of the events happening before it are mm-hmm. showing up here. Um and so it can be a little hard to think about like, oh, it's done. Right? He's done all of this. It's gotten to this point. We've anticipated this. He's here. It's not what they wanted. It's what God. It's not what they wanted, but it's what they needed. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure, as a parent, you uh, deal with that a lot with the children. <laughs> with I know I love you, mom. There's so many <laughs> things that <laughs> I wanted <laughs> that right. I didn't need. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think it, it's always a wonderful lesson in in how God creator of our universe lover of all people that he he didn't deliver his son right john three sixteen. for he gave his only begotten son right he didn't deliver his son from crucifixion but he empowered him in the resurrection mm. and to think about all of the things that we have to go through right. in order to get what god has waiting for us on the other side and at times we don't want to go through the the challenge of classes. We don't want to go through the breakup. We don't want to go through the tough teenage years. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go through the move to a new job and a new state. But yet on the other side, if we stay faithful, God has something greater for us that's everlasting. Right. Yeah. So with that. I really last piece. <clears throat> I really liked the checker game analogy. 
if, if you be sure to listen to the sermon and listen <laughs> to how pastor explains this game of checkers this game that everybody has played at least once in their life you have you been to any type of boys and girls club <laughs> neighborhood <laughs> club or just hanging around you know the game of checkers uh, no i guess that only is like 90s babies only or something. <laughs> you know, these the kids these days have smartphones there's no board games really but but uh they, that you know when I thought about it, I was like, man, this it goes right with this. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. And so we know we're talking about Jesus being the king and in the game of checkers, every piece comes with the insignia of a crown on it. And every piece has the capability of becoming the king. Shaita. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And and, and and so you have to strategically move each piece from one side of the board to the opposite side. Mm-hmm. And once you make it to the opposite side, you got to tell your opponent, crown me. Yeah. <laughs> that is probably the best feeling. Even re- just like the couple spaces before, like right. you're like, ooh, ooh, I'm about to, right. yeah, right. I'm about to get there. Crown me. Crown me. Right. And then you know, some pieces are sacrificed in order for that one piece to be crowned. So you give up one in order to gain another. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> in order to gain another piece, so you, you'll put a chip uh, a piece in front of it and once that person have to jump that one they eliminate that process but they can't back jump nope so you can go behind them mm-hmm. and go in and the piece that would eliminate it comes back but this time you're crowned and once Ooh. you're crowned in the game you can be moved anywhere back and forth and you can jump as many spaces you would desire as long as it's in the same um, angle or pattern mm-hmm. and so just looking at that i was able to see that throughout you know the stories and it was saying the game in order to be king who's ever moving the piece must be strategic in what they're doing and you would never be able to be king if the ones who's moving the pieces make poor choices (laughs) (laughs) so throughout jesus life god was the one yeah making the right choices and moving him from one side to the other side. And when he made it to the cross, it was Jesus way of just saying, crown me. (laughs) 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 And so it will be for us. Mm. No, Paul said we have a crown of life waiting for us. So once we finish what God has for us on this side, and when we stand before the throne of grace, we can tell God in that moment, crown us mm. because we have endured. We fought the good fight. We finished the course. We've kept the faith now laid up for us is the crown of life. Right. And so we've made it to the opposite side from one side to the other side. Now we say, uh, crown me. Crown me. Wow.
that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any other parting words for the people? Ah, no, this uh, no, this series we win, and it's really Matthew twenty seven. No, um, looking at all the stories there with the crucifixion uh, of Jesus, and nor I know normally every year, you know, Easter comes, and so we got a thematic mm-hmm. um, sermon series from um, what's going on, how it's leading up to the cross, the crucifixion, and then the resurrection. And so this is, I think this was a good starting point for us. Um, to really look at, you no, know, Jesus is the King of the Cross, and 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 if He's the King of the Cross, He's the King of our lives. Mm-hmm. And so, if we are struggling with anything in life, we're trying to find our way, trying to develop who we are. We need to look to the King. Mm-hmm. Tamla Man sings that song that I really didn't understand at first. Take me to the King. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take me and but but after really preparing this sermon, like yo, get me in front of Jesus. Don't talk about me if I'm down, if I do something wrong. Don't don't scandalize my name. But in prayer, take me to the King. Mm-hmm. I don't have much to bring. My heart is torn in pieces, but this is my offering, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I don't know the rest of the words, but it's just I'm tired. I'm weak. I'm worn. Mm-hmm. Um, but Take me to the king. I love to hear my wife sing it. I think she sings it better than Tamla Man. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can put that in the notes too, right? <laughs> because have you ever have you ever hear Tamla Man sing it? That last piece, she really don't take me to the king. You know that piece? Mm-hmm. King. Yeah. She really don't do that live. Oh, okay. Oh. That's, Go look at it. That's sad. I like that part. Tara kills it. Live. Hmm. <clears throat> Wonder if that should be sung on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah she goes for it live. Well, you really never hear Tamla Man. Now, I love Tamla Man. Tamla Man is Tara's favorite gospel singer. Um, but Tara, go get it, though. Uh, hey, if anybody got something to say to me about it, hey, you come talk to me. But Okay. I take Tara over Tamla because that's my wife. That's my girl. As you should. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, well, thank you, Pastor, for another indulging, engaging, enlightening conversation. Uh, thank you to all of you for staying with us. Uh, MTZ Overflow podcast will have episodes coming up, so continue to look for them. And as always, stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Peace.